If you think reading is for nerds, then you are right. But you want to know what is not for nerds? Having someone read to you. That's when Audible comes in. Audible is full of audiobooks for you, and our listeners can step up and get a 30-day free trial. That's right, 30 days. Some even call that one month. Just go to audibletrial.com slash live from the 815 and receive your free 30-day trial to get today. Again, that is Audible Trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash live from the 815 and get your free 30-day trial today. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't. Episode 34, live from the 815 Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. It is the usual. It's me, Colton St. Vincent. It is Jake, Jake LaRue. Jake LaRue, how are you? I am great, Colton. I've never heard that rhyme before. That was so clever. Bars. Fire bars. <laughs> yes. It is us. 34 episodes into it. Technically like 39 after last week's four attempts. <laughs> yeah, but last week just counted as five total episodes. We put that much work in for you guys. But we are here for the 34th episode of the future world-famous Life in the 15 podcast. Um, Jake, I'm not going to lie to you. I worked a lot from the last episode, so there's not much sports to talk about because I didn't watch that much sports. There's that? also not much sports just going on. I mean, the NBA is on their all-star break. Nothing's happening in the NFL. The baseball's hot stove is fine. I mean, pitchers and catchers have reported. I think everyone's actually at spring training now. So baseball is getting underway, but nothing too exciting is happening there. So we got nothing except Olympics, which I got kind of bored of. So I did not watch much Olympics. Yeah, I haven't watched any Olympics in a while. So... Uh, that's it for episode 34 of Life Name 5 Podcast. It was good talking to you. I hope you all enjoyed it. Oh, we got you good. That's a prank. Oh! Oh! Oh, the fast boy. Oh, this is why everybody tunes in and nobody, nobody (laughs) uh, does not tune in. This is good stuff. Yeah, everyone in the world tunes in. So that's really, that's really nice. Good support, everyone. Thank you. Thank you Uh, all. which major sport do you want to jump into first, Colton? They're all majorly important, Jake. How about that? I agree. Let's dive into the NBA All-Star Weekend. Oh, how fun that was. That was Which fun. Which number one highlight from the weekend, Colton? Go. The number one highlight of the weekend was that awkward picture of the Warriors when they all were posing, <laughs> and Clay Thompson was like three feet to the left of everybody, and his <laughs> his arms were like two feet away from his chest. Like he was too oh, high. Oh, and he had no idea how, like how to like ha- like have his arms during the picture. Did you see the video of him getting announced? He was the first player out for his team, and he had no idea where to go. So he just kind of stood awkwardly on stage with his arms still out and his oh mouth like God, open. Oh my God, he's so bad. He definitely <laughs> experimented with the um, L.A. drugs that don't show up on your system because everybody's famous and rich there, and that's what they have. And yeah. he definitely had no idea. Like he, he looked like he was the kid that was like high at school and was paranoid that somebody was gonna figure out that he was high at school. <laughs> so he was just thinking like, act as normal as possible. What's the most normal thing somebody would do right now? And that, <laughs> and, and that their arms are always very far from their torsos, and their mouths <laughs> are always gaping open. That's that's perfect. Yeah. So that that was probably my highlight. Um, other than that. I would say um, stellar performance yeah, by, by the world-renowned superstar Fergie. Yes, the <laughs> the hero that America didn't deserve, but the one that we all needed, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that that was probably the... That was easily the most I've ever laughed at a national anthem in my life. Definitely in the top 50, but 
You know what? We're going to do a little podcast magic. We're going to put it in here right now so you can listen to it. Go. Yeah, it that was, was that bad. That was it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was something. You just need a little clip of it, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to put the whole thing in there, but there was a point where she like hit a note and then she like brought her hand up to her face and she like smiled at herself. She's like, Fergie, you, you are killing this girl. And in reality, every single player on the court, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Chance the Rapper, everyone else in the, in the crowd were just cracking up. And at home, people were laughing. I mean, it was just insane. Insanity. Like, I want to know the people around her that told her, no, this is a really good rendition. I think you're really going to shake up the national anthem world yeah. with this. Yeah, I actually blogged this on BeccaQuarterback.org and 12OnSportsRadio.com. Um, it was so bad that I think it brought the nation together in a time where politics are tearing apart the country and people are getting mad over gun control and words that the president says. For one shining moment, Fergie came in front of America's faces right on their, on, on their TV screens and was so bad at singing the national anthem that everybody smiled and laughed together. So that was probably her goal, and she freaking did her darndest, and she nailed it. She's a national treasure. Fergie should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I laughed just saying that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'd say those two were, were my peaks of the weekend for All-Star Weekend. What were yours? Yeah, it's funny. It had nothing to do with the All-Star game. Which I don't even I- know if the game went on, to be honest with you. It was actually a pretty good game. They played a little bit more defense this year. You know, they're known for it just being a total uh, snooze, you know, just 200 points per team, all alley-oop dunks. You know, nobody's playing defense. But this year, there seemed to be a little bit more defense, especially in the last, like, two minutes. And the last play of the game was actually, they were, Steph's team was down by three, and LeBron just decided to guard Steph. And, like, him and Kevin Durant double-teamed him in the corner. And I could not think of a more terrifying place to be than double-teamed, trapped in a corner by Kevin Durant and LeBron James. You're not even – he couldn't even get a shot off. He dished it off to some guy who couldn't get a shot off either. It was, like, it was insane because that's two of the best athletes in the world just smothering. (laughs) It was a lot of fun to watch, actually, because it's – you know, yeah, I'm pretty we'll, sure never... it it missed the over by like a hundred points because they actually <laughs> played defense for once. Yeah, that's that's fun. No, it was actually a pretty good uh, game. I watched the dunk contest. It was kind of boring, to be honest. I mean, every dunk contest kind of is. Yeah, I'm I'm so very over the dunk contest because you can just watch it on Twitter the next day or or that night. It it really I, doesn't matter. What I yeah, was thinking they they could do in the future. You just get rid of of the dunk contest, but put it in the end, like in the actual All Star game. Oh, I like that idea. You know, we're just the best in game dunk. Yeah, because like if you do like a three sixty windmill dunk now, cool. If you do a three sixty windmill dunk on like Carl Anthony Towns, holy shit, people are gonna yeah. lose their minds. <laughs> I I totally agree with that. That would be a good way. To- Spice stuff. There's a they they need to do something. I mean, this was a better All Star game, but I still could not have cared less. The skills challenge is they basically made it so easy that it doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, the three point contest, Devin Booker won. It was kind of cool, but still pretty boring. But uh, the dunk contest, back to that, they had celebrity judges, and they were terrible. Yes. Chris Rock gave a 10 to everything. Before the show, I was like, oh, DJ Khaled, why would they have DJ Khaled be a judge? He can't jump, you know, like five inches off the ground. But, and then after, I was like, DJ Khaled is absolutely the only reasonable judge out there. Because he was the only guy who gave, like, sevens. Yeah, I saw, like, like, Mark Wahlberg was out there. Yeah, they're just throwing up tens for everything. Ten, ten, everything's a ten. Oh, my God. You know, like... It's just dunks we've seen before. If it's a dunk that's just like a normal dunk that is done every year, it should not be given a 10. I don't know how tall DJ Khaled is, but I don't think he's that tall. And I'm kind of confident that if you take one of those little tyke hoops and just raise it up as high as it possibly could and you give DJ Khaled a ball, not that high of chances that he can, he can actually dunk that. 
I very high chance that that video would go viral, though, if we could get a video of that. We should we should arrange it. Mr. DJ Khaled, I know you're listening. Um, here's your chance, man. Time to go viral. For, Prove for, us wrong. For the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Go, uh, go viral. You, you really need to get your name out there, DJ. So, uh, prove Colton wrong and dunk on that tight hoop. Yes. Um, I think you would actually break the internet because of Live from the Earthlight podcast. I had, oh no, um, here is my bronze for the highlight of the All-Star weekend. Was G- uh, Jimmy Butler not playing because he was so hungover? That is so funny because... I don't know if you saw it. He didn't play much, if at all. I don't. I don't think he played. He didn't play at all, and he said it was because he needed rest. He was on so many Snap stories and Instagram stories the night before at like 5 a.m. partying. <laughs> so the fact that he was just like, "No, coach, I'm just not going to go in there and play." It's one of the coolest things that that's happened for the All Star game in quite some time. <laughs> that is pretty awesome, uh, Lou Williams, who got. Some people are calling, you know, the number one all-star snub. Uh, tweeted at him, like, come on, man. Like, he wanted to play. And, you know, uh, a lot of uh, analysts, I didn't actually know that he was on those snap stories. That's funny because a lot of ESPNs like, yeah, he's well, he's number one in the league in minutes per game. He said he just wanted rest. He probably should have given a uh, warning earlier. But, uh, you know, so they could have gotten someone else in there. Well, he didn't know earlier that he was going to be absolutely trashed the night before. Yeah, so. he's in he's in L.A. and he doesn't care about this game. He, he's playing thirty nine to fifty minutes a night. He doesn't care about the NBA All Star game. He's going to go out, cut a rug, paint the town red. You know, typical stuff that the kids do. Yeah, good for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> like I know. If I'm if I'm going out and I want like a really fun night, I'm just like I'm gonna spend like a hundred dollars tonight, and and that's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> Imagine what Jimmy Butler's thinking going out to L.A. Oh my god! For All Star Weekend, uh, where all like the celebrities are out already. Especially because he's used to living in Chicago, but now he lives in Minnesota with Tibbs as his coach. So he's probably had about zero, a total of zero fun in uh, his whole time there, besides playing basketball. Eighty six fun. That's a serving joke for you, for, for all those servers. I, I never serve. Good one. All right, yeah, yeah. Good one, Colton. Thanks, Jake. That was actually pretty nice of you to, to compliment. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, so that was the All-Star Weekend. Uh, kind of boring just because it, there is no sport in where the All-Star game is still exciting. So I think the NBA probably has the most exciting All-Star game. Do you dis- agree or disagree? I'd, I'd put it. I mean, I would rather watch MLB All-Star Game over over NBA. The MLB needs to do something like the NBA, though, where they have, you know, like a three-point and dunk contest equivalent. So, this is, this is what I saw. Besides the Home Run Derby. A website called Barstool Sports has a baseball podcast called Starting Nine. Starting Got Nine it. has a Instagram. Uh, Star, Starting Nine, Nine's Instagram posted a video of the like the Korean League's bunt competition and said yeah. M- and said MLB if you want to fix uh, All-Star weekend put put a bunt contest in there. And then MLB's Instagram liked it and then commented the eyes thing with a thumb up. Oh. So things are happening people. So a bunt contest <laughs> might be coming to a All-Star game near you. I'd love to see like a, a throwing contest, like from right field to third, where there's like three holes at third base. Yeah, but like, like a trash can over there. Yeah, well, uh, probably something a little more sophisticated, because I think they can afford it. But you know, like a scoring bit. system where you're just throwing like you know 400 feet and see who's got the best arm in the league. You know, I want to see that. I want to see Yasiel Puig throw like 120 miles an hour. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah, some, or like. Throw through some glass. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be. Basically, kinda just novel. have pros, the games that you would play in pros versus Joes, like yeah. from, from Spike Network, but at the All-Star game. We should bring that show back. We should. That show was so cool. <laughs> that show was awesome. Why, think, what happened to that? I think Spike Channel, just like as a channel, doesn't exist anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. So, they probably lost a lot of money, but we should. pros versus Joes should be an online thing now. Yes. Yes. Bring that back. I could, I could never see that being like a Hulu show or like a Facebook TV show or something like that. Yeah, easily. 
but that's all we have for the All Star weekend. Do you have, do you have uh, any any final thoughts on that? Uh, no. Uh, cool. Then Jay Z or Blue Ivy was spotted with a Bucks basketball. So I've been looking at a lot of pictures of her holding a Bucks basketball. <laughs> how, old, how old's Blue Ivy? I don't know. She looks like she's two or three. She looks a lot like Jay Z, though, and it's kind of funny. Good, because that no. is probably of, of her two parents. That's probably the one she didn't want to look like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she's adorable, though. So, and did, uh, have you seen that video of her shushing her mom, and Beyonce, and Jay Z? I haven't seen. I I don't even know what Blue Ivy looks like. It was at uh, I don't know the Grammys I think, and they were just they were literally just like both clapping like really quietly, and she just like shushed them both, like put her hand over their mouths like shh, shh, and they actually both stopped clapping. And I thought that is definitely the first person ever to tell Beyonce or Jay Z to shut up, and they actually just stopped talking. You yeah. know, I mean, and that's probably the only person that that ever will be able to. Yeah, and that's pretty badass. She's got power already. Blue Ivy is going to run the world. Honestly, probably. <laughs> probably. So that's all I got from the All-Star game. Same. And the NBA in general. Yes. Um, so if we but, can move on to the hot, hot, hot stove is finally heating up. Woo. MLB has finally had, has their free agents starting to sign. Hugh Darvish kicked it off for the big names last week, going to the Cubs. This week we had Eric Hosmer going to the Padres for a billion jillion dollars for eight years, and JD Martinez signs with the Boston Red Sox. Jake, do you think these are going I, to make an impact? Yeah, I mean uh, the Red Sox needed him. It, it seemed obvious that he was going to go to JD Martinez. That is, is going to go to the Red Sox. He fits in perfectly. He can play a little outfield. He'll be their DH. Um, he'll hit well in that uh, park. But uh, he ended up with a five-year deal, and it's kind of interesting because Scott Boris, who we've talked about a million times on this show. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack Connors. Um, he is changing his mode a little bit and where he always likes you know, really long contracts with a lot of money, where now he's getting his older guys uh, decently long contracts that are super front-loaded, and then they're going to have an option to go back out into the free agency market in a few years. Uh where Hosmer and JD both signed contracts like that. But, you know, whether they want to opt out or not, we'll see. But, you know, it gives JD the option because he's making about $50 million these first two years with the Red Sox. And then that gives the Red Sox flexibility to let him go and it not hurt them, you know, that bad. So Yeah, uh, he's – I think, like, I saw, a, I saw a tweet that – the last four years, his average numbers are better than Stanton's, but that's obviously because Stanton like was hit in the face that one year, and the year before that, he like didn't have a kneecap. So, but JD Martinez. Sorry, what? Stanton has just been overall inconsistent, you know, until last year. So uh, that doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, JD's been a beast. Yes, he has been. It's it's a solid spot, but I still don't know if. I would pick the Red Sox lineup over the Yankees lineup. Oh, oh, that's a that's a good question. Thank Let me you. look up those lineups because I got. I mean, the Yankees lineup is just. I mean, how are you gonna pick anything over it with Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Giancarlo Stanton? Like, are you kidding me? Well, don't forget Didi either. Didi Gregorius had one hell of a season last year. Yeah, he can hit. He can hit a little bit, and they got Greg Bird, who was pretty bad. But I mean. <laughs> Here we go. We got Brett, Brett Gardner, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Greg Bird, Didi Gregorius, Aaron Hicks, Brandon Drury, and Gliber Torres. That is their oh, Gli- well. Gliber's not probably well. That is least their opening day start. That is their projected 2018 lineup compared to Mookie Betts, Andrew Benintendi. Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Mitch Moreland, Raphael Devers, Jackie Bradley, and uh, Christian Velasquez and Eduardo Nunez. Okay, I think I might take the Red Sox over them. They have nine good hitters. That's, like, Eduardo Nunez is their nine hitter, and he hit, like, 299 last year. Yeah, we'll see. You love Ben, you said you love Ben Intendi. Love him. 
Love Benny Biceps. That is one good-looking dude. And then you got Mookie Betts as your leadoff. That's a much better leadoff hitter. Um, Xander Bogarts, J.R. Martinez, and Mitch Moreland are not as good as the Yankees with Judge uh, Sanchez. Judge Stanton Sanchez. That's disgusting, yes. But they don't have, you know, Rafael Devers, who was that rookie last year who broke out, hit 26 homers. Jackie Bradley Jr., who's, you know, he can hit a little bit. And then Eduardo Nunez. I think you're sleeping on uh, D. So here's here's Didi Gregorius' season last year. Batted 287, hit 25 homers with 87 RBIs. 25 dingers for Didi. And then the year before that, he went 276 with 20 homers and 70 RBIs. So it's not like he's just spiking for one year. He's a good hitter. Yeah, good for Didi. Uh, He's a shortstop of the Yankees. I mean, he probably holds that job until they sign Machado, but... (laughs) That's that's yeah. Then no, their lineup's pretty nasty. So that that's gonna be fun to watch. I would not want to be a pitcher in that division. Holy shit! <laughs> you bring up uh, Machado. That that also brings us back to the free agent market. I think it's a the top free agents aren't signing because they're holding out for typical top free agent money. And this might be the worst off season in recent sports history for any free agent to try and get top money. Yeah, I get, but I mean, now Hosmer did get his money after, you know, Hosmer ended up getting his money. J.D. Martinez, well, he didn't get the super max deal. He, he's getting really rich over the next two years. Uh, Hugh Darvish signed for slightly less than what he, uh, pitchers a couple years ago did, which is surprising, but, you know, it's not definitely, he's only making like, I don't know, five, ten million dollars less than what the other guys were. So I think... You know, it, it was just really drawn out, and guys are ending up getting paid. I think it'll swing back. We'll see. I think it's going to swing back next year when you have when you have the um, solid class of Harper, Arenado, and Machado, three of probably the game's top five players right now. Uh, well, speaking of the top five players, MLB Network just dropped their top 100. Segway alert. Segway alert. It's really smooth when we add Segway alert in there. You know, <laughs> no one even notices. Your boy's they, got a Segway. They have Harper at number three, Arenado at seven, and, oh, man, I don't know where. Machado's at 20. 20 so low. Yeah, but uh, as we, we were looking at this list earlier, it's hard to move them ahead because 19 is Mookie Betts and then Corey Seager. And then Francisco Lindor, Charlie Blackman, who was unbelievable, Aaron Judge. Like, there's a lot of really good players in the majors. Yes. And so Machado had, had a down year. He did. But he's going back to shortstop. He's going to – I think he's going to have a monster year this year, contract year. He's, he's going to go top 10, maybe top 5 player this year. Ooh, I like that prediction. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, some interesting names in this top 100 list. Kyle Schwarber is number 95. Uh, thoughts, yes. Colton? <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> yes, that is definitely incorrect. Only 94 and baseball players are better than Kyle Schwarber? Nope. No, uh, that is incorrect because that is a man who hit 211 last year. The only thing uh, that, that I can think of is that they are putting ripped Kyle Schwarber on this list and not career numbers Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, Rip, Rip Kyle Schwarber might not ever get out this year. He might not record a single out. Or, yeah, I like my favorite Schwarber is Torn ACL World Series Schwarber. He's pretty good. World Series Hero Schwarber? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's guy also can my hit. favorite Kyle Schwarber. That guy can hit a lot better than career numbers Schwarber. That so. guy, I think if that guy was a free agent, he would get more money than JD Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a big year for Kyle Schwarber, but he's definitely uh, at least a year early on the top 100 list. I mean, Jesus. Uh, There was an argument I was watching MLB Network, and the only argument they could give is if you were drafting these players in a fantasy draft, you're telling me you take 94 guys over Schwarber? And first of all, I'd say, yeah, probably. Yeah, I actually would. Thank you for asking. But second of all, there's a lot of prospects that would get taken – Ahead of Schwarber, too. So he's not like, you know, 
coveted possession, but I mean, he's got still got plenty of upside. I'm not saying he doesn't. I, I like Kyle Schwarber of for a Cub. He's basically he, he reminds me of Babe Ruth, so I love I like that. Except he's getting a little skinny, and I don't like that. But no, yeah, he's looking good. He's looking like a like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, but as a man. I also didn't notice they put Otani at number 100. So 100. This is bullshit. Yep. Yeah, Shohei Otani, the two-way, uh, two-headed dog. Right? Oh, slash DH is how they have him listed. He's at 100. Some other names on the, on the list. We have six Chicago Cubs on the list. Uh, Schwarber at 95. Yu Darvish, new Chicago Cub. I don't know if you heard. Yu Darvish is now a Cub. I haven't heard that. 67. Kyle Hendricks, 66. Uh, Willie Contreras, 58. Rizzo, 23. And Chris Bryant, 8. Um, I might have missed someone. I, I It was a very, very quick glance at it. So, those, those <laughs> uh, the White Sox have two. Uh, number 90, really? Garcia. Number 38, Jose Abreu, baby. And I, I didn't even look past that for another player because I know there's not one. So... Uh, you know, that's that's not terrible, but, I mean, if we're taking Kyle Schwarber, I think Yohan Mankata should be considered. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber yeah. has, has one more, one more uh, anything. Name any stat. <laughs> uh, strikeouts. Yeah, he, he has one more strikeout. That's correct. At least one more I'm going to go with. Um, I was listening to a Cubs and Sox podcast the other day. And a guy is down at spring training watching the watching the the uh, obviously everything. Yeah. And he said that um, one Jose Abreu did not look like he worked on his fielding at all. He looked awful. Like why why would he work on his fielding? Because he's a, he's not that good of a fielder. He was like he was very sloppy and like didn't really seem like he was caring much. And he was like in in the first group of fielders, and then Yoan Mankata came in. And the second group of fielders, and he said that Mankata looked like he was treating it like it was Game Seven of the World Series. He was so dialed in and so focused, and weren't just focusing on everything. So that guy's going to be a stud. Oh I yeah, Man- Mankata's got such a low or such a high high floor because he takes walks like an absolute boss. He hit like two twenty last year, but he had his on base percentage was like three eighty. So he can take a walk and he can field the ball. So he's going to be a starting second baseman for a long time. It's just whether or not he's going to be a superstar is still in the question. I love me some Mankata. But uh, veterans taking it easy at spring training does not surprise me at all. You know, Especially Jose Abreu, who's basically the assistant manager to this team at this point. Yeah, there's a lot of Twitter videos and a lot of uh, internet talk that he is just literally taking, like, Robert or Robert, I don't know how to count. Lewis Robert. I think it's literally Lewis Robert, the whitest way you could say it. Louis Robert is is how I want to say it because that'd be so you cool. Say it called Lou Bob. I like yeah, Lou Bob. Yeah, so so Lou Bob, he's taking Lou Bob. He's taking Yoan Mankata, like under his wing, just like literally under under each arm, stuffing him right in the pits. Yeah, and speaking of Lou Bob, I've talked talk about his Instagram before. There has been a lot of videos of and pictures of him and Abreu. In his jersey, neck hung up with Mankata, Abreu, and his hung up in the locker room together. So yeah, they're definitely taking this whole, you know, Cuban-born thing seriously. It's pretty awesome. It is. It, it is pretty cool. Um, that is like one thing that I think you need when you have when you have the uh, prospects coming up is is a is a veteran that knows how to talk to them and like they actually respect. So, and that and what. When everyone hates on on David Ross, I think if we don't have David Ross, we don't win any World Series. I mean, maybe not because World Series are so delicate. So I wouldn't want to take away anything from that, you know, from a World Series, any World Series team. Cause yeah. But David Ross definitely had an influence. Yeah he he gives he gives the young kids the like the work ethic, the scheduling, the um like or even just like the confidence or swagger. It's it's like a whole different sport. But I heard a recent interview with with Johnny Manziel. And he said when he started, when he got drafted, there was no quarterback to, like, show him how to be an NFL quarterback. It was, it was literally just a 22-year-old newly multimillionaire who was, like, a shithead, like, like Johnny Manziel, doing whatever the hell he wanted on a team where he was praised every single day. And yeah. then his... Johnny Manziel, that whole thing? What? His, like, apology? Was that recent? 
The interview was like two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, his like quotes are, are pretty uh, cool from that. I, I was watching. No, it was it's a really cool interview, and then and then he even says like his last year in in Cleveland was uh, Josh McCown's first year, and Josh McCown like like went went out to him and said, "Hey, listen, you have a hundred times more talent than I do in like one finger, but I this is my sixteenth year playing in in the NFL, and you won't last sixteen years if you keep prepping like you do and playing and doing this like you do." And he and he said. That one year with McCown was worth like a, like a million years um, with, with the guys he had. Yeah, with like the guys he had before him. So that just shows that that like you you need the veteran that can come in and he knows his role as the teaching veteran because not not everyone can do that. You can't just sign somebody who, who's been playing for for fifteen years and say teach these young kids. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why the Bears brought in Mark Sanchez. I mean, I think that's actually a good thing that they did that. He was, yes, he's not a superstar, but he's played in a lot. He won some playoff games. I mean, he was probably big for Trubisky. I like that whole uh, having an older, wiser player to help along, especially when you have a young team. Yeah, young players. When you have a young core, you have to teach them that it's cool that you know you're good. But you have to you have to walk the walk so you can talk the talk. Yeah, like the Bucks, they did they had uh, uh, Jason Terry, still do. Was brought in by J- yeah, still do. Who was brought in by Jason Kidd? I mean, Jason Kidd was trying to uh, he was trying to be a leader that didn't work out. But yeah, we got Terry, and he's always given uh, speeches to the team. So that's you know that's a great example. Terry's been on a championship team with the Mavericks which is probably one of the best championship teams to learn from because they weren't that good, really. You know? um, they they had Dirk, which is crazy because he's like a top 10, top 15 player of all time. But they had old Dirk. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, he was he was still balling it up. But yeah, oh, yeah. Cause he, can, he took he down the super ball. team. That's the thing. And that's that's the kind of attitude that you need a team like leader to have. It's like, yeah, yeah. we can beat him. We're here, too. Yeah. I, I love that. And with the White Sox, it's a little different because it's more like, oh, you're you've lived in Cuba your whole life, and now you're multimillionaires. Let me teach you how to do that. Yeah. Because literally, Mankata has hundreds of millions of dollars. Robert has tens of millions of dollars. Robert. And Abreu got paid big time when he got here too. So I mean, they all experience the same thing of being very poor in Cuba and then being American multimillionaires. And uh, that's a big shock. So it's really good that they have to learn. Have you, have you ever seen that interview with Mankata when he got traded? He's uh, where he said he bought like five cars the day after he signed his contract. Jesus. He got out of control. He said, "I got absolutely out of control. I was partying. It was. It got. It got bad." Well, I mean, but. that happened. That happens with everybody. There's, again, not not baseball, but I've heard interviews with with Pat McAfee, the ex-punter for the Colts, and he said when he was drafted in the sixth round as a punter, he got like a $200,000 check as like a signing bonus, and he said and he said immediately he went out and, and like bought, bought an Escalade, and then he was told, like he like signed the contract, he woke up the very next day, went and bought the Escalade, and then driving the Escalade to the uh, facilities, they told him like, yeah, you're not getting the money for like six more months. <laughs> so he had to turn around and immediately return the Escalade. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pat McAfee has some of the best like interview moments in his, in the history of uh, like former Sports. players interviewing players. He's yeah, no, he is. He is hilarious. He's, he's still killing it over there in uh, Barstool Heartland, but no free ads here. Yeah, no free ads, absolutely not. Speaking of ads, you can go to audibletrial.com slash live with anyone five for a thirty day free trial. How about that? That's a that's an ad where I'm okay with. That's that's what I call a plug. That's what I the kids say that, don't they? I hear that in songs. I've heard that at least a couple times. Uh, so what what else we got to talk about, Colton? Um You bring up the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are really prepared for this. You you bring so up the Bucks. Up. I was looking on a NBA mock draft the other night, and yes. um, he, not he, the guy who runs that. Who do you think he had the the Bucks taking for in the first round? Grayson Allen. <laughs> yes. 
Yes? <laughs> yeah, it's racist. Because who's going that late that you would even mention? You know, like, who really cares who's taken in the 20s other than Grayson Allen? That's funny. So imagine Grayson hey, Allen and, and Giannis, the old one-two <laughs> punch that everybody wants to build their, their championship team around. Yeah, I mean, who are even I – would, I would love for the Bucks to trade their first-round picks because hopefully it's late enough that no, it doesn't matter. But, uh, I mean, I'd take, I'd take him shooting threes off the bench, but I'm not expecting – I wouldn't expect anything more. Just maybe more, be like a little better deli. <laughs> well, he's more of like a, like a small shooting guard small forward, isn't he? So you'd take – he would be like the Michael Beasley of last year. I liked yeah. Beasley last year. He was cool. He was he's nice. Good. He was good. I like – yeah. Nice I was a big fan of him. Nice fella. Be easy. Uh, if the playoffs were to start right now, um, the matchup the Bucks would have would be with Washington, which I don't really love that matchup for the Bucks. Not John no, for... Wall, though. I wouldn't mind that. Is he not coming back at all? They I say he, he should back. be back for the playoffs, but he's not going to be 100%. Yeah, but he's still John Wall. I mean, they've been playing well without him. So I don't think we match up fantastically with them. I'd rather, definitely rather play the Pacers. Yeah, everybody would. Well, the Pacers, yeah, the Pacers are the five seed right now. The, the, Victor Oladipo looks like a superstar. I don't know. It's just the I think Bucks you just put Indiana just on on Victor Please. Oladipo's chest, and you get it a star. If if the Bucks win a playoff series, you know what's sad is they immediately become one of the best Bucks teams in franchise history. Yeah, top five at least. Uh, well, yeah, because if you take like an era, because back in the '80s we did uh, sweep Larry Bird Celtics once. Eat that shit, happened. Larry. Yeah, take that, Larry. You dick. Uh, Larry but, Legend, yeah, more like there's... Larry Loser. <laughs> I was just thinking of that because I looked up the Milwaukee Bucks all-time moments, like on video. And, like, number six was uh, someone winning, the, Ray Allen winning the three-point contest. Oh, God. Fuck. Oh, I was like, God. that's lame. Like, yeah, that's not good. No, that's terrible. And two of them were Giannis winning, hitting game winners. <laughs> like, man, come on. Yeah, well. I'm sure there's better moments, but uh, it was just sad. So the Bucks need to make some playoff noise. That's all I want this year. I will be so happy if noise, they win. Noise, noise, noise. One series. Please. Speaking of stats, <laughs> of sports, speaking of talking, <laughs> we have our classic award-winning segment, Stat of the Week. 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 For those of you who do not know Stat of the Week, it is the original uh, segment that me and Jake thought of our own and didn't take from, from anyone. Um, yeah, it was uh, completely, you know, and we're working on a copyright, and it was completely original. If you are from the alleged uh, show that people may think we took this from, one, thanks for listening. Two, <laughs> cease and desist us, bitch. Yeah, come on the show and just, we'll talk it out like men. Yeah, yeah, I'm not scared of you, Ran, <laughs> or Pandatric. Oh! Didn't even say your name right. You don't even care. Well, the stat of the week is a stat that me and Jake stumbled upon this week. Not right before the show, but sometime this week. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely didn't Google it right before the show. No, 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 that didn't happen. This is is one that we thought of all week. I lost sleep over. I was so excited to tell you all. And my stat of the week is... Are you ready, Jake? I'm so ready. So much suspense. So, in, in, in hockey, you know, a player... Records a point by a goal or an assist, right? Yes. There's a little player named Wayne Gretzky. You, you may have heard of him. All-time points leader in NHL history. If Wayne yeah. Gretzky never scored a goal in his entire career, he would still be the all-time leader in points. Yeah. That shit is banana bonkers. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, he had, he has more assists than anyone else has goals and assists. Yes. How? I mean, just how? I don't that's, know much about That's like when you have a My Player in like any any video game and you play the actual like 20-year career 
Like if you yeah. if you play the show, you have like two thousand home runs. Yeah, but you know how hard it would be to do that with like assists, because like assists takes other people doing it. Like even if you were playing a video game, I bet you you couldn't play an NHL video game and get as many as assists as Wayne Gretzky, even if you turn it on easy mode. Like that is in, that is insane stats right there. Shit is there. so crazy. So Wayne, I know I know you're listening. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dominant uh, athletes, this one was inspired by the conversation that was overheard during the All-Star game with Joel Embiid, and I think he was talking to Al Horford. He called Wilt Chamberlain the greatest player of all time, maybe. Goat. If you look at the stats, it might, you know. And it, it's not uh, unfeasible, because listen to this. A player has scored 60 points in a game 66 times in NBA history. Wilt Chamberlain accounts for 32 of those 66 games. Not bad. Kobe Bryant has six. Michael Jordan has four. They are the only other players to have more than three 60-point games. So 32 for Wilt, six for Kobe, four for Michael. That's insane. I mean, yikes! Just um, domination. Will also, I think when we were when we were not googling this right before the show, I think I saw a stat. Wilt the Stilt had intercourse, made love with over twenty thousand women, estimated. I don't think yeah. I've ever met twenty thousand people. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I I'm gonna go ahead and think that's Wilt Chamberlain bullshitting, but I'm sure it's thousands of women. That's so many people. Hang on, I'm going to grab a calculator so I can do some stats on this. <laughs> you go and talk. Go. Okay, I'll, I'll be sure to entertain our followers while Colton finds a calculator for some reason, which nobody actually uses anymore. Your boy's got a calculator. <laughs> they just have their phones. <laughs> well, I'm in an accounting class, and you can't use your phone, Jake. How about that? Nerd. 20,365. He, he could have had 40... Yeah, according to this, if that was over a one-year span, he had to have sex with forty with fifty-four point seven nine women a day. Wait, wouldn't that be fifty-four? Or, or if it was over fifty-four years, it would be one woman a day. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Years. That's a good way to think about it. Oh yeah, one a day okay. for fifty-four years. That makes it believable because he definitely had sex with more than one person a day during his prime. Yeah, I mean that. Did he have to every day? Like that's oh yeah, oh yeah. Heart that is someone new, ever multiple new people every day. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't hard for him, but still, you have to. I I don't meet multiple people every day. I don't even meet one person new every day. Like that's insane. I mean, the thing is, he could have like fifteen sums if you wanted. True, true, and I doubt he kept track of the number of women that were in the 15 sums that later came on to have sex with him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if he has, like, like 15 sums, he can take, two, like, two weeks off after that. He can have a little vacation. Does he have any kids? Like, he's got to have at least one. He's got to. Legitimate ones that, like, he, he you know, doesn't deny? Was he ever married? So many, well, there's so many questions, baby. Come on. We have so many questions for you that our, our research team didn't do anything for, clearly. Will Chamberlain, children. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be good. Google. Man says he's the biological son of Will Chamberlain. Um, well, looks like him. S it's not a man. His name is SF Man. Oh, gee. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But, yeah, so, no, he doesn't have any, like, legitimate children that, like, everyone knows about. Oh, well, Wilt said he started becoming sexually active at 15. Yeah, well, he was probably, like, 6'8", so... Wasn't, wasn't Wilt Chamberlain the one that they just found records and photos? Um, when he was in high school, he, like, pretended to be somebody else, like a, like an alternate name or, like, a fake... What's it called? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he, he, he like, went by a alias, like, a, a different name, Wilt Chamberlain, and then he, like, played in, like, a professional men's league when he was, like, 14, and dominated, like, one MVP set all these records. That's so badass. Different name, 
career. It's I can't. This is a terrible Google, but um, I'm gonna. Here we go. Yeah, he was so stupid. He was 16. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain used a fake name to dominate pro basketball at the age of 16. His yeah. If you go on Reddit, there's some deep research, and then his name was George Marcus. Interesting. Yeah, he he played for the Pittsburgh Raiders and averaged. He he had the uh, league high of 44 points in a game. And when he moved to the Quakertown phase, he was even more dominant. He averaged 54 points a game. <laughs> in the playoffs, he averaged 74 points a game. He's oh six, my He's yes. 16 years that, old. What the? I mean, 74 points. Like, imagine playing a basketball game. And someone scores 74 points. How do you game plan against that? He averaged that. That was his average game. Do you, like, quadruple team him? Yeah, this is definitely him, too. I'm looking at the pictures. Here's here's something that somebody tweeted out. Can you see it? (laughs) Yeah, that's classic. Not Wilt. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. So I guess that wraps up stat of the week because that is some crazy bonkers stuff. Yeah, Will Chamberlain is just full of bonkers stats. We just we just went on a little tangent, a little Wilt tangent. Just just some Willie fans right here, just Willie fangirling. A uh, couple NFL notes: the Bears are declining the eight million dollar option for guard former Packer guard Josh Sitton, also former Pro Bowler. So that's a little surprising because. Uh, you know, the main strength of the Bears going into last year, throughout last year, and going into next year even, was their interior offensive line. And now it's down to uh, Whitehair, who's a really good center, and Kyle Long, who's always injured. So the Bears, I think uh, it's becoming more and more likely that they take a guard or tackle, the number one guard or tackle in the NFL draft. Yeah, we, uh, we'll have to have our boy Steven back on. Uh, before the draft to tell us exactly what's going to happen. But, honestly, and, and at this point... That. Have you seen the uh, the tackle from Notre Dame? Yeah, he's like a tackle slash guard. McGlinchey, I mean. Oh, not no. The, not Quentin Nelson, McGlinchey. He's got the face mask with one bar. Really? In between. Yeah, he looks like he's from the 50s. That's pretty cool. Uh, he's, he's really funny to look at. I'm going to look I'm gonna look up his name, make sure I get it right. What are you saying? I don't know. Oh, at this point, I as long as as long as we just hit, I'm t- like just don't miss. I don't care what position it is. Just draft somebody and develop them well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the goal. But uh, I think yeah, linemen's becoming more and more uh, likely. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah, Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he's got the old school face mask. Whoever drafts him is going to be very happy. All their fans are going to be very happy they got him because he looks like he's a good offensive lineman just because he's, I don't know, classic football looking. Yes. Yes, but so prepare to be dis- – it's always disappointing when your team takes a lineman in the first round. Yeah, the it's Packers boring. But always like, take a D lineman. But then, and I'm always like, uh, but then like once you have like a like a Cowboys O line and you're like, oh shit, like, like now we're awesome. That's that's gonna be cool, but it's gonna be really boring being like, oh yeah, how's our lineman uh, progressing? Oh, who really knows? Exactly. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Pro Football Focus says he's decent. You know, that's all you can really look at. I saw a one of my guys I watch on YouTube, Brett Kohlerman. He gives great. Uh, videos, breakdowns, and uh, draft stuff. He did a Saquon Barkley video. And oh my god, Saquon Barkley is disgusting. He's so I good. Mean, he, he basically said in his video that if you don't take him, you're passing on Levine Tomlinson. Like, I don't care if you have decent running backs. You, you sh- Like, the Colts might think, oh, well, we got uh, that guy, Marlon Mack, the Giants. Oh, we got, you know... Paul Perkins, no, they should take absolutely take Saquon Barkley. Yes. Me, me convinced. He looks like an absolute beast, like Barry Sanders esque. And I've seen interviews with him. He seems like a really like down to earth, funny guy. Mm-hmm. He seems like a like a, a pretty good dude. So if you yeah. if you have like good work ethic, you're like down to earth, and you're physically a freak. Welcome to yeah. my team, Saquon. I know every year someone's like, oh well, you know. 
Uh, Leonard Fournette's the next Adrian Peterson. Ezekiel Elliott's the next, I don't know, who, whoever. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. It's uh, just basically a lot of... Todd Gurley's the next, you Adrian know. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. But, I mean, these guys, they could catch. So that's why Fournette was compared to Adrian Peterson. But every year, it seems like a running back. But I legitimately think Saquon Barkley is going to be better than Zeke, Fournette, and uh, Gurley. So... That's pretty Brown, high. Browns, pretty take high expectations. Browns, take your quarterback, take Saquon at four, and move on. Move on. Don't even think about it. Don't even, like, overthink it and be like, oh, well, maybe we can dra- or trade down and get this pick. No, just take them and go. You yeah, you, you built a decent O-line in free agency last year. Just let, let's see how it works. Let Josh Gordon and uh, Sam Darnold or whoever they take at quarterback and Saquon Barkley take over the league. Josh Allen, he's uh, tall. Josh hands. Allen, Josh Rosen, who knows? Whoever they decide to take, I, I agree. If Even if the Giants at two or Colts at three don't take them, even though both those are two of the most running back needy teams in the NFL. So if they don't take them, I think they're kind of they're messing up too. Yes. Honestly. Because, I mean, imagine if somehow Andrew Luck is healthy someday. I know, sounds crazy. But Andrew Luck with Saquon Barkley – are you kidding me? That'd be disgusting. Yeah, that'd be that'd be, that'd be pretty cool to watch. Good, good one-two punch. Yeah. That's all I got in the NFL, though. That may uh, that is probably what we have on sports. Um, we can move on to another award-winning um, fan favorite segment. Fan favorite segment. Uh, mm-hmm. it, is, it is our MySpace top eight. So the MySpace Top 8 is a segment. If you don't know, you're just joining us, listen to us on 12 on Sports Radio. Um, it is a segment that we like to follow the rules on very well. It is for, for my suggestions, for Jake's. And this week is going to be the MySpace Top 8 of karaoke songs why you ask because i have been looking for a new karaoke song um for quite some time now to be honest with you so my regular song is going to be on our list so I'll save that for later it's called a tease that we use in the in, in, in the business but i think this week i may have found my song and this is it Just wait to the horns. I'm so pumped right now. <laughs> so that yeah, was let- that definitely has potential to get a bar pumping. That was "Let Me Clear My Throat" by DJ Cool. Uh, you heard it here first. That is the a new official karaoke song of Colton St. Vincent. Um, so, so thanks Bart to that. Milwaukee, look out for Colton singing uh, that. <laughs> uh, I just want to apologize to all the karaoke bars. Once I get up there and sing, I'm going to flood the place. Girls are going to be sliding off their chairs. And then I'm going to get everyone on, on their feet, and everyone's going to be jumping through all this. Uh, it's, 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 it's not going to be a pretty scene, but it's going to be a freaking blast. So... Um, without further ado, we can kick kick off the MySpace Top 8 of top karaoke songs. My first choice is my old go-to that I may be starting to retire as, as my lead-off. Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. That is one that I've, I've worked some crowds before, but I, I just I, I think it's uh, lost its juice. Yeah, it may have lost its touch over the years, but no, that was a classic for a long time. It'll probably go down in the Hall of Fame. Of karaoke music, which well, actually this is basically the hall of fame. Yeah, I would say it's it's basically already in it with the uh, MySpace Top Eight enshrinement. So congratulations to Nicki Minaj. Yeah, we will be sending you a letter, even though I'm sure you heard that. But uh, I'm gonna go with a classic that always gets the bar going, at least where we're from, and that's "Sweet Caroline" by Neil oh, Diamond. That's everywhere. That is everywhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's an instant classic. You get everyone in the bar chanting with you. Which is a theme of mine where, you know, I like the crowd to get in to sing with me because, you know, I don't want to have to be up there alone. You know, you got to get True. the crowd in. That's the key to karaoke. That's a good point. 
Yeah, that's huge. I feel like that's even bigger in the uh, New England area. So that will really hit. Yeah, so that's that's huge everywhere. Speaking of getting the crowd to sing with you, my second selection, number three, the MySpace Top 8, Senorita by Justin Timberlake. Oh. That song is so sexy. It, <laughs> it gets me going so much. And at the end, when the guys and the girls are both singing, oh, ooh, 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 JT, you do it to me, baby. Bars. <laughs> I'm getting, honestly, I'm, I'm getting riled up just thinking about that song. I'm getting all hot and bothered. I'm, I'm sweating bullets. Uh, for what is this number four? I yes. believe I'm gonna go with a classic and probably the greatest rap song of all time, in my opinion, and that's "Remix to Ignition" by R. Kelly. Yeah, I mean, at least everyone in, in our age group knows every single word to that song. It gets the bar going. It's uh, upbeat. You know, you don't not a lot of long singing. It's my favorite rap song of all time. Hands down. Remix to Ignition. Uh, and that's it. That's all I need to say about that. Well said. Well said. <laughs> My next one is a uh, duet. If you if you see a pretty little lady and you say, hey, do you want to go up there and uh, sing a little duet? How romantic. You get some Elton John going and you sing, don't go breaking my heart. You know? That Ooh. song is so... That song is so good. It's it, oh yeah. It may be it, a little long, so you can just cut it there at the end. Well, like like Robin, Robin the crowd's still going. But it is. It puts me in a great mood every single time. I just was like sit there and drink classy. my beer. It's a great it's song. Class act. You know, you're not you're not getting trashy. That's classy. Also, it's in Nomeo and Juliet. So that's when you, that's when you know it's a really good really good song. Another classic. Um, this next one, I'm gonna cheat, and I'm taking one in sync and one Backstreet Boys song, and they're both equally effective. And that's Bye Bye Bye, and I want it that way. Ooh. Because, I mean, both those songs, instant hits, if you have a crowd that's any sort of fun, they're going to sing along and maybe even dance along to Bye Bye Bye. Uh, and I Want It That Way is soft, it's sentimental, you know, you'll get some nice singing in there if you want to really belt it out, but everyone will probably be singing over you because it's such a damn good song. That's true. So I'm cheating once again in my Space Top 8 because it's a tradition to cheat. And I'm putting both those songs at that spot. If we had a MySpace Top 8 of MySpace Top 8 moves, cheating is probably number one on that list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely number one. And we'd, and we'd cheat and put it like at number eight and one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's, a class, that's a classic MySpace Top 8 move. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, what is this, number seven, right? Yes. All right. Um, to go back to some old school rap, old school hip hop, it's tricky by Run DMC. That song is yeah. it's it's a really high energy song, a lot of fun. Um, it doesn't it's I like I like when you're watching someone do karaoke like at a bar and you see somebody like me really dorky and white go up there and you're like, "Oh, this guy's not going to do it like anything different." Boom. It's tricky comes on and you're like, "Oh fuck, this guy's actually kind of cool, kind of rad." Or something yeah, like that. exactly. I like I don't I don't know like I don't know what the kids say. They don't really talk to me, but I'm pretty sure it's rad. <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying rad nowadays. Mm-hmm. Or but, but yeah, it's tricky's a classic. I'm gonna go with for number eight and to round out the MySpace top eight, a song that I actually have never sang in karaoke, but it's my number one in the car song to sing, and uh, it's it's probably one of the best songs period of all time. And that's Bohemian Rhapsody. By Queen, you get every type of song in that song. You can sing high, you can sing low, you can sing you can, easy come or easy go. There, you, I mean, it's in the song for Christ's sake. Uh, it's easily one of the best songs of all time, and people will instantly think you're uh, tasteful if you pick that song for karaoke. So you know what, Jake? I think if our order that we just set them in was like a set list. That's a great oh. night. That's a really fun night because yours were all classic. Everyone knows them. Everyone does them because they're a, a ton of yeah. fun. And mine were all like change ups. Like, oh, I've never really player. like like thought of these till to sing at, at karaoke. Yeah, no, those were all great. Uh, fun story. Uh, me and Colton actually sang duet <laughs> ones, and that song did not make the list. No, I actually I forgot about this. <laughs> so the song that me and Jake sang, we were at Six Flags. 
and I have never gone to a concert before at this time. And I was thinking, what would be a great first concert to go to in my life? And <laughs> just keep this like keep in mind that we are so- sophomores or juniors in high school, and um, we see Miranda Cosgrove from <laughs> iCarly. <laughs> She's first off, we saw that, that she was a singer, so that was huge. Second off, we saw that, that big revelation. we saw that she was going on tour and she was playing at Six Flags. So we're like, oh my god, let's go to Six Flags, have a great day, see Miranda Cosgrove at night. Colton's first concert is it's gonna be awesome. Me, Jake, our friend Brock, all dudes, we all went. We we get to Six Flags. We're like, yeah, can we buy some um, Miranda Cosgrove tickets? And the lady at, at the front window looks at us like we're asking for like like the Beatles tickets during their like top tour of all time. <laughs> like obviously Miranda Cosgrove is sold out. And we're just like, are you fucking kidding me? We, we drove all this way. We drove all this, like, not only do we have to tell people that we drove all this way for Miranda Cosgrove, but we got there and we couldn't, like, and then we were disappointed that we couldn't watch Miranda Cosgrove. We were yeah. so pissed. We're scheming ways to get in. We're, we're standing by the line trying to sneak in. We try to talk to some security guards. They totally shut us down immediately. Uh, yeah, we're pretty heartbroken. We, we don't, we're reeling at this point. We so, can't go see Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, so we, so we thought all options are off the table. We're done. So this is where the karaoke comes in. Obviously, the only thing left that a reasonable, that two reasonable 16 or 17-year-old boys would do <laughs> would be to look in the middle of Six Flags Great America, see this giant stage raised above the whole crowd, and mm-hmm. tell the person running the stage, who was running the karaoke lineup, hey, we want to sing Sparks Fly by Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> Just by the small chance that she walks by the stage, sees us singing, and then calls us on stage to the real concert. I that mean, we were pretty sure that she was going to hear us sing this song. So, if so, she would have heard us and seen us performing and entertaining these mostly young girls. Have you... <laughs> I don't know if anybody has ever performed something with something else on the line, but we performed like it was the last days of our life. It was unbelievable. I literally, like, we were working the crowd. We were, like, crossing paths, like, on the stage, singing and dancing, just, like, pouring our heart out and our soul out to the crowd. As if Miranda was in the crowd. And, like, during during the song, I was expecting Miranda to walk by and be like, oh, who's that? And then her security would be like, oh, don't worry about Miranda. And then she'll be like, no, these guys. I don't like. I'm I don't really know. good. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they have it. Hey, you two, and we're like middle of the song. We're like, yes, Miranda, come with me. <laughs> and then Brock's like, what about me? And then we'll be like, no, Brock, you didn't believe in us. And then we go on tour with Miranda Cosgrove. That oh all God. went through my head in in the middle of singing karaoke. So then when the song ended and we just gave the mics back and we walk off the stage and awkwardly <laughs> walked off. The and stage. Nothing happens. Nobody like really clapped or anything. It was, oh, the, no, the, it was the biggest. Clapping. Well, I was I was ready for like tens of thousands of people to clap, like walking off Miranda's stage. So, <laughs> it was one of the biggest uh, come back to reality moments of my life. Yeah, that was. I, mean, <laughs> I, I thought that story had to be told when we're talking top eight karaoke songs. But that's, I mean, I can't believe we didn't win. But Sparks Fly is an excellent duet song to sing. So. Oh. That just bummed me out. <laughs> just, on that note, we can end MySpace Top 8, and we can end Episode 34 of Live from the 815 Podcast. Jake, do you have anything else? Oh, anything else? Uh, another quick uh, karaoke duet idea? Any of the High School Musical songs with Troy and Gabriella. Excellent. God damn it, Jake. Cold I forgot we sang that at a <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, it's a great combo. It, you know, it gives you a female and a male voice. Look, you know, if you're looking for a duet, that's the one to go. Freshman with. year of high school, me and Jake sang that at a party at New we, Year's. But I mean, that, that has nothing to do with the fact that it's a great duet. God song. damn it, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, well, my final thought is take a chance. You know, sometimes there will be the times that Miranda Cosgrove walks by, and you have and you have your shot, so shoot it. But if you, if you shoot your shot and Miranda doesn't walk by, then you're a loser, and you should start. Yeah. and you should and you, sh- you should start a sports podcast. And uh, I think we ended up watching her from the top of a ride that night. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, that is a low point in our lives. <laughs> I mean, we still had fun at Six Flags. Yeah, it was, was just... it was still like a, a great. But yeah, okay, 
All right. Yeah, I'm over. I'm over it, okay? We're and having it's, fun. Oh, we're fine. Wait, wait, time out. Time out. We forgot to mention, Miranda Cosgrove, after that concert, broke her leg and never performed again. That was her last concert of all time. That's a true story, people. We missed it. God damn it. Miranda Cosgrove. That's unbelievable. I mean, what are the odds? Episode 34 in the books. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review to Live from the 815 on um apple podcast go to soundcloud give us a like give us a follow so um go to uh 12 ounce sports radio we are on every week uh wednesday at 5 p.m central time um we have big interviews coming up we're going to have some former wisconsin badger players we're going to have future nflers maybe yeah some some nfl draft prospects we're going to have some big people from Chicago's uh, sporting journalism area. Pardon nice. me. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to do it, and then it happened. So we have interviews coming up. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go to backupquarterback.org for some blogs, 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Check out everyone else's um, shows and podcasts on the, on the network. Thank you to our Lord. Hey, Tim Tebow <laughs> might play in the MLB. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah, so thank you to our Lord, Tim Tebow. Uh, That's episode 34. Peace. Peace. Sparks fly. It's like electricity. I might die when I forget how to breathe.